Welcome to the Talking Story Podcast, where we believe all of us can have a more purposeful and meaningful, and yes, an even more exciting life. Listen in to inspiring stories about ordinary people who have done extraordinary things with their lives, through their hobbies, their passions, and their businesses. Join your hosts, father and daughter team, Bob and Kelsey, as they travel the world seeking out those whose stories inspire us to do things greater than what we imagined we could. Well, welcome to the Talking Story podcast. I'm Bob Walaszewski, father of the host of the podcast. And I'm Kelsey Walaszewski, the daughter of the father. Well, today, um, if you've been listening to any of these podcasts, you know that Kelsey and I love to highlight ordinary people who are doing extraordinary things, things that will challenge us, things that are big ideas that'll get us to thinking maybe a little differently than we have. And let me ask you a question. When was the last time that you thought about the ocean and thought, what can I do to make it a better, purer, cleaner, healthier place for man and animals and fish life and sea life as well. Well, today we have guest Zach Rollins, who has his own podcast called Along the Keel, whose motto is teaching people to love the ocean. And uh, I think many of us love the oceans, but ocean um, and the oceans of the world. Um, but uh, I think Zach has a different view of that. Kelsey, your thoughts? Yeah. So this conversation that we're about to air with Zach was really fun. Uh, first off, it was back in May, I believe, that we recorded this podcast. And at that time, his podcast name was Beyond the Buoy. So you're going to refer to, or you're going to hear us refer to the podcast as Beyond the Buoy. But since then, he has had a brand and name change for many different reasons. So it is along the keel. So if you're wondering like, wait, Bob and Kelsey got their podcast mixed up. We didn't. It's just that we aired our conversation or had our conversation a long time ago and things have changed, obviously, in COVID. So, um, so along the keel with Zach is a Super cool podcast. And I just really enjoyed my conversation with him. What we had in common is that we both have been boat captains on the big island of Hawaii. And he would take people out to see uh, dolphins, manta rays. He worked whale season, so they were seeing whales as well. And so he had me on his podcast, and I was honored to be a part of his podcast. You can look me up by name on his podcast. Again, find it on any platform, really, um, iTunes, Spotify, and uh, search me by name. But now I get to have him on my podcast, and he shares his story of how he got started and his passion for the ocean. And so his whole purpose, his whole mission right now in the podcast world is he wants to help teach, pe teach people to love the ocean. As he was out captaining on the Big Island waters, just like me, it's hard to not fall in love with the ocean and everything that lives inside. And he went home to Rhode Island and was like, you know what? I got to help people understand how amazing our oceans are, how fragile of a resource they are, and how it is our job to sustain these be beautiful oceans because they're not going to sustain ourselves. If we keep fishing at the rate we're fishing at, if we keep polluting the rate we're polluting at, we're not going to have much of an ocean left. And so he's really taken it upon himself. And he's a younger guy, um, but he's taken it upon himself to say, hey, we have to step up here. And instead of kind of coming at it in a doom and gloom sense, he's bringing on cool people on his podcast to share stories of what they're doing to help inspire and educate others. And maybe just certain products that people are making that are just very ocean friendly that are not contributing to the plastics or the pollution in our oceans today. Well, let's switch gears and go right into the podcast with Zach Rollins and our podcast host of this podcast, Kelsey Walaszewski.
Zach, welcome to the Talking Story podcast. I just was on your t- podcast, Beyond the Buoy, and it's so weird to be on the other side of the mic. But now here I am back in my comfort zone asking you questions. <laughs> yep. To where our listeners here on the Talking Story podcast will get to know who Zach is all about. So Zach, welcome to the show. Thanks, Kelsey. Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure to be here. And again, thank you for being on Beyond the Buoy. It was a real pleasure to speak with you. So uh, yeah, I'm just glad to be here. Oh, well, I feel like you and I share very much the same heartbeat. And that's why it was like, oh, Zach, can you be on our podcast too? Because I want to get to know a little bit more about who you are and how you got started. And um, yeah, so we're just going to jump right in because our listeners are probably like me, where at first I was like, well, what is this Beyond the Buoy podcast? And I heard about you through Maddie May, who did a little shout out on her social media. And she is the Upcycle Hawaii and turning a, a business that's doing amazing things of turning plastics from our oceans into beautiful products. And I know you were drawn to her by her same mission. And she did a shout out saying, Hey, thanks for having me, Zach, on your podcast. And I'm like, what is this podcast all about? So then now I'm, I'm now going to ask, what is Zach all about? So Zach, can you give us a little story about who you are? And uh, then we'll kind of get into your journey of how the Beyond the Buoy podcast started. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks again for the intro. Maddie was um, was an awesome guest to have on the show. She's such a cool lady as well. So real pleasure to talk with her. And again, thanks for having me on your show, The Talking Story. And yeah, I guess, you know, growing up, I've always had this strong, um, you know, affection towards the ocean. You know, I grew up I was born in California, Laguna Beach, California, and my family moved around. We moved to Rhode Island at a very young age. And Rhode Island, for those of you that don't know, is A, the ocean state, but is also the smallest state in the United States. So it, it has a lot of quirks to it, but it's an awesome place to grow up. And I was very fortunate enough to grow up in a town called Wickford, which is actually a village. And, uh, you know, it's the old new classic New England small town, um, old buildings, but really built around the ocean. So growing up, you know, having been born in California, moving to Rhode Island, I also lived in Florida for a little bit. I've never lived less than a mile away from the ocean. And in fact, you know, growing up in in Rhode Island, it was between uh, these two places uh, here in Wickford and a place called Batunic. And they're both revolving around the ocean. Matunic's more of a surfy beach town, and Wickford is actually one of the oldest fishing ports in the United States. So let's see. I, I just, the ocean has always been that place of peace for me. So growing up, I was out fishing, boating, anything that I could do to get out on the water, I was there. And my parents were fortunate enough to have a boat. So I was able to grab the keys. And And the deal was at a young age, if you can swim across the creek, which is where we lived, and the creek is, I say a creek, but it's really a, a, an estuary. If you can swim across the estuary without a life jacket on, you can take the boat. So you can, you know, you can darn well, you know, promise that I swam that creek, you know, it, that, that year because I wanted to take the boat. And, and that really gave me the freedom to explore and, and, you know, going up to tide pools and touching the the sea life and, and going and exploring the different islands that are in Narragansett Bay and learning the history about the islands. I'm a huge history buff. So um, when it comes to World War II, the American Revolutionary War, I was all about it. And fortunately, Rhode Island has such a strong history that I was able to kind of go and explore that myself. So when I sat in, in class, I, w- I had this, this uh, I guess, this first person view to the world around me. And and that kind of led me to get my captain's license and, and work on the water. I started working on the water when I was about 12 years old and got my captain's license when I was in college and became a captain. And my first job, it's actually funny because I always say it was, it was the quickest time from being a captain and getting my license to having a job as a captain. Because basically what had happened is the guy that gave me my course actually hired me that day. So I immediately became a captain, training other captains how to be captains um, through the the learning platform. And I had a lot, I had pretty extensive boating knowledge prior to that, but you know, it was always a learning process and constantly trying to learn. So being able to teach people how to drive a boat and become a captain was uh, really helpful for me in in my career and just as a person in general. You know, I, I gained a lot of patience. 
um, being able to teach people and explain things and articulate words. And um, so I started this boater training program under that company and basically taught people how to drive boats through boating safety courses, uh, basic docking maneuvering. And when I graduated college, I worked through that company throughout college. And I also worked for another marine service company and a few other projects on the side. I kind of, I'm someone who likes to do a lot of things. And I might be getting a little long-winded here, but that's kind of how I am as a person right? I, I like to have my feet in a lot of different ponds. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so I graduated college and the job that I was at, I wasn't, I, I enjoyed it, but I wasn't happy. And what I found was it, it was the, the people that I was around and which I think was a product of just having been in the same spot for a while and growing up moving, you always, you, you have different experiences every few years, right? So it was this weird spot where I hadn't really gone anywhere. I hadn't really seen anything different and I needed to, to fill that void. So a buddy of mine who I met in a business class in college, who we just so happened to sit down next to each other out of the entire class. And we started doing projects because, you know, in college you, you get asked to do these group projects. And personally, I don't really like group projects. So I always try and pick someone that is doesn't really like group projects as well, but is willing to put the work in. And Ryan, my buddy, um, he was. So we we started doing group projects and became really good friends as a result. And when we graduated during that summer, he had been calling and texting me saying, hey, I'm thinking I'm, I'm going to move to Arizona or maybe California. And then one day he texts me and he says, I just booked a ticket to Hawaii. And I go, oh, all right. Um, that's That's different, right? You went from Arizona to Hawaii, right? Two different places. And uh, I go, all right, well, you know, I'm not, and he asked me if I wanted to come and I go, all right, well, I'm not exactly happy where I'm at and what do I got to lose? So the next day I texted him, I'm like, all right, we're going to Hawaii. And there I was, I was on a plane to Hawaii with uh, four bags and a backpack and my laptop. And I had my captain's license and a bunch of other certifications to go along with it and a pretty uh, decent resume working for, um, private industry, commercial, and other, you know, outfits here in, here on New England and having had experience in the past in the, in the marine sector. And, uh, yeah, I just went out to Hawaii and, and kind of popped my head around looking for a job. And I was fortunate enough to get a job within the first, I would say, week of being there on a boat called the, the Mahelehele, which, uh, I don't know what mean, I don't know what that means. And I asked him and he said, he didn't know what it meant. So (laughs) I was like, all right, well, it's a cool name, but nonetheless, I was a crew, right? So I started out as crew, which I was kind of a, it kind of bummed me out at first, but I was like, well, you know, give yourself some time, be patient. This is the first time you've ever been on the Pacific ocean, right? Out in, in the Hawaii, I've been on the Pacific in, in California, but not in the middle of the Pacific. And the Hawaiian coastline, for those of you who have never been or, or have never operated a boat out there, is very, very different from the Atlantic. Very different. So, you know, I'm out there and, and I guess I can sum up the going to Hawaii journey into one trip, one trip on that boat. And that was my first time being on boat with Captain Bill, who is now a real a dear friend and his crew, other crew member, Shana, um, I'm sorry, Shauna is also a very dear friend as well. And I had never realized that all the mooring balls were under the water in Hawaii. And I know Kelsey, you know that, right? And but yeah, here, yeah. On the, here on the East Coast, it's everything's above, above the surface. So grabbing a mooring when they said we have to grab the mooring, I was like, oh, okay, that's that's going to be easy, right? Just get the hook, hook it on, we're good to go. And uh, that that was not the case. So he goes, all right, Zach, you're jumping the ball, you know, and jumping the ball, meaning jumping over the, over the side of the boat, diving down and looping this line through and passing it back up. I'm like, okay, all right, well, I think I can do that. How deep is the ball? He's like, ah, it's probably like eight or 10 feet. I'm like, ah all right, well, this will be interesting. And uh, so I, I jump in, they give me a, they give me a, a mask in uh, snorkel fins and which weren't mine. Cause at the time I didn't know I needed to have a mask snorkel and fins when living in Hawaii. Now that I've lived in Hawaii, it's like a necessity, you know, it's like, absolutely yes. you know, you just keep it. I just kept it in my truck. Like, and I still do like it's in the, it's in my truck right now. And uh, I jump the ball. I go to put my, I put one fin on, and I put the other fin on and it breaks. 
I'm like, great, this is fantastic. So I go to put my mask on, my mask strap breaks. So now I'm like one fin struggling to stay, stay above the surface. And then they're throwing me down the line and Captain Bill, the wind's grabbing them. So you got to be quick, you know? So I'm here I am, the greenhorn, you know, this new guy from the Northeast, you know, little old Rhode Island. I got to, you know, some people think I have a weird accent. I don't know if I do, but, um, you know, and here I am just like, saying that I'm a captain coming from the Northeast, but you can't even dive, dive a mooring ball. So inside I was, the frustration was kind of a, a an emulated the, the time that I was having there within the first few weeks, you know? Mm-hmm. But what I found was the next day I went out to work and, cat, and, and I went the next day that morning, you better believe that I went and bought my own stuff, right? And I was like, Give me whatever fins that the nice fins, the nice mass. Like I, I spent some good money on it, and you know they work, right? But I came to you know really respect Bill and and how he treated me, and he treated me as a captain and not just as you know some guy, some kid, right? Because I am younger. I'm I'm only 23 right now. I was 22 at the time, and to have the the position that I was in, you know, it's very easy that most people write write people off because of their age. And and for me, age is just a number. And it's really the, the person that is, uh, should be, you know, the person themselves should be vetted before you just write them off because of their age. You know, I've met a lot of really intelligent 18 year olds and a lot of, you know, people that aren't so intelligent and lack common sense, but they're 50. So, yeah, you know, I, I think that that's just a message that I've always told people and something that I try and to, you know, prove wrong. Uh, and I guess prove wrong, maybe not be, might not be the best phrase, but for me it is. And after working for Captain Bill for a few weeks, I actually moved on and got the offer to work for a company called Kona Circle Trips, which I became the lead captain for, So, which was huge. It was awesome. Great job. Awesome people. Um, I was doing, I was the guy doing the maintenance, the, the crew training, the captain's training pretty much ran the show in terms of the the operations of the vessel and the waterfront. And the, my boss who was also the owner, Sherry Cisco, uh, was incredible. You know, she was a self-made millionaire. She was someone that I, I respect to this day and just someone that I asked all the questions I could. And I've always been someone that wanted to ask a lot of questions and she was willing to answer them. And I'm sure I might've annoyed her at times, but uh, you know, I was always, I always wanted to kind of, you know, see what else I could get from her and what advice and, and different situations. And it was, it was an awesome learning experience and getting out on the water and being just in Hawaii, you know, I mean, here you are in the middle of the ocean but there's so much life teeming below the surface of the water. You, no other place are you going to see manta rays, you know, doing the, the ramjet force feeding up to those snorkel boards and, and seeing the eyes of the people light up and be like, wow, this is incredible. And, and giving them this, this experience to see something they've never seen before, you know, and humpback whales and, and the different fish and species. And I kind of took it as this, this position of, let me provide this amazing experience with the best way possible. And it would be selfish of me not to, you know, and try and flip that switch from Zach, the the guy who goes to the gym and, and is a captain to captain Zach, like the guy who's mm-hmm. going to teach you and show you and, and, and live, eat and sleep the culture of Hawaii and what it means to be out on the water. So um, I guess that's kind of a, a little bit of a, a snapshot into what's been going on for the past, you know, 23 years thus far and mixed in there is, you know, along with the creation of beyond the buoy and, you know, on, on my spare time, I'm also a competitive weightlifter. So it just, I like to do a lot of things like to have my hands in a lot of different, uh, different ways. And it's been, uh, it's been fun. That's awesome, Zach. I, you know, it's so cool. What I love when I hear kind of the just initial stories of a person is, you know, I'm jotting down notes and I'm like, gosh, there's just so many things just right off the bat that people could listen and apply in their own lives. Just like you're sharing the story of jumping in, grabbing the buoy and everything goes wrong and how easily it would just be for the embarrassment to take over and go, you know what, I'm not coming back. That was so embarrassing. But instead it was like, nope, okay, that may not have gone well that day, but I'm going to prepare for the next day and I'm just going to keep trudging forward. And I just think that's so, so, so cool. And then, um, you know, I got to know you on your podcast and I think you are a fabulous 
asker of questions. And you're well-spoken, by the way, as well. And I add, uh, at the age of 23 and that you're, you know, the pride behind um, your age, I'm the, I'm the same thing. I just don't believe that age defines a person. And I just think it's so cool to see you at 23, just, you know, living beyond yourself. Since 2006, over 150 women have escaped exploitation to be a part of Starfish Project. Each one of them is now developing a life-changing career in everything from sourcing to photography. Some have even gone on to run their own businesses. They, Starfish Project, invest 100% of your purchases into their social mission, which is to restore hope to exploited women and girls. Ladies and gents, yes, I said gents because guys, they have a really cool leather bracelet. Or maybe you are a guy listening and maybe you have a lady in your life. I mean, you could totally stoke her on a beautiful piece of jewelry that has a powerful give back. Starfish Project is where literally 75% of my jewelry comes from. In fact, it is one of our favorite brands at Moi Moi Market. And don't take my word for it. Check it out for yourself. I love every single piece that we bring into Moi Moi Market. We are offering free shipping on order of $50 or more. To learn more about Starfish Project, you can listen to episode 13 on this podcast, which, if you don't know, is called The Talking Story Podcast. And don't forget to share it with a friend. And remember... By purchasing a beautiful piece of jewelry from Moi Moi Market or Starfish Project, you are truly changing someone's life. And we are so thankful that you walk this planet. Thanks for being you. And remember to go check out moimoimarket.com, spelled M-O-I-M-O-I market.com. That's right, moimoimarket.com, which is a one-stop shop for all your products of purpose. And so I want to get into, I appreciate your backstory, but the backstory for me was that you being a captain ocean lover didn't just stop there at as a career and just saying, okay, I'm good. I mean, granted, you who knows what your future is, but you're going, I want something more. I want to do more. And that's kind of a same heartbeat that I've had being a boat captain. And I love the whales and I love the people and I love the weather. And okay, not always. I don't always love the weather, but I, I love the job. And but I was like, gosh, there's got to be something more. And so a little bit before we came on the air, you were telling me that this idea of being a podcaster started a few years back. And share that a little bit about your journey of, you know, what started to stir in your heart about being a podcaster to here you are producing podcasts. Yeah. And I think where it really stemmed from was the fact that I've always been interested in other people's stories, you know, whether it was a way for me to ask a question in, in in my daily life of of working and being a captain or or coming up you know uh, up the hawser you might say right is a kind of a tugboat term but you know I've always been that kind of person that was curious and and even if I knew the answer I wanted to ask the question anyway just to get that person's opinion because there's so many different opinions out there whether they're they're good bad indifferent I always tried to play the neutral role and kind of you know say I wonder what they're thinking. And throughout my experiences working on the water, I always had people come up to me and ask me, hey, what's it like to be on the water? Because it's this very kind of, you're in an austere environment. Um, There's not a whole lot of stuff that tells people like what it's like to be a captain, you know, like you get up really early and you take people out on the boat and how you take care of a boat or, or what does that mean? And what are these marine laws? And I studied marine affairs at the University of Rhode Island. So... Um, I got to learn the the, poli- the policies and the politics and the, how the ocean works and runs as a resource and how can we conserve it. So with all these things in mind, I was sitting in a hotel room about two years ago at my friend Kelly's wedding and in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And 
Fayetteville, North Carolina isn't exactly the the nicest place in the world. Uh, they actually, because he's he's a Green Beret right now. They uh, they call it Vietnam, <laughs> which is kind of funny. So I had just coming back. I, I got off the plane. I went to the gym. I came back to the hotel room, and I'm like, "All right, well, there's nothing really much to do, and maybe I'm going to toy with." starting a podcast because it's been something that I've been thinking about, right? It was kind of germinating inside of me and I wanted to do something more. And so I did. I sat there with my headphones, my Apple headphones, probably the ones that I'm, I'm that are in my computer right now that I'm listening to um, along with my USB mic. And I started doing introduction. And I think there's this weird feeling of hearing your own voice and, and it, especially when I started uh, Beyond the Buoy. But two years ago, I, I basically said, nah, this isn't going to work. I don't want to do it. Not worth it. And what's what's really going to come about it? So I just tossed it off to the side and and then continued on. And with that, I, I kept meeting new people and more experiences. And I thought, well, if I'm meeting these people and they have awesome stories, maybe I can tell these stories and give a glimpse into what's it like to be a tugboat captain or what's it like to be a charter boat captain? And how do you make a bucket that's, you know, one of the best five gallon buckets in the world that can stand up to the ocean environment? And how do you get plastic out of the ocean, but at the same time, make it a resource and sell it to people? And just so many questions I had, and I was coming around the can at, out of Honokau, um, I'm sorry, Honokau Harbor, uh, out of Kona, Hawaii. And a friend of mine who was the crew member, I was kind of talking to him about my idea. And I had some ideas of who I could interview, just people in the past. And I'm coming around the can and we go out to a manta ray site, we do our charter, we get the people back in and, it, and now it's pitch black, right? As you know, Hawaii, the Hawaiian coastline, when it gets dark, it gets dark. Like it's really dark. Um, um, unless the moon and the stars were out, which that night they were, and it was beautiful, right? The stars were unbelievable. And in Hawaii, it's the best place to go see, um, you know, study astrology, see the stars, planets. I saw shooting stars like they were, you know, like they were like dirt on the sidewalk. I mean, it was, they were every, every night. I mean, and then you see someone's like, oh, there's a shooting star. And I'm like, yeah, there's like five of them. Let's, you know what I mean? So it's, uh, it, it was it's just such an awesome experience out there. But, you know, I'm coming around, I'm coming back into the harbor and all of a sudden I go past the green can and I'm like, that's it. Beyond the buoy. I just went beyond the buoys. And that's kind of how the name came to play. And I thought of it as when you leave a harbor, you're going into, you know, the abyss of the ocean. Like there's so much out there. There's so many questions to be had, so many animals to, to study and, and, and visit and see. And to me, a buoy has been a representation of, of a safe haven, like a harbor. But until you get out of your comfort zone and go past the buoys and beyond that buoy, you'll never really learn and grow. And the saying for me when I lived in Hawaii was get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And that kind of stuck with me. And I told it to my roommate who my buddy Ryan and I said, dude, this is our mantra. We have to make this work. We're going to get jobs. It's going to be okay. And we got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And that's something I take through on my, on my, you know, day-to-day basis, whether I'm, you know, on the platform competing in Olympic weightlifting or out on the boat and when it's just really crappy out or trying to work through, you know, some sort of problem with the podcast. It's always been that. So that's kind of, I guess that's my answer to how it all con- congealed and started and then became beyond the buoy. Mm, Maybe I, that's kind of a long answer. I'm sorry. Good answer. I like it. And it's cool because I hope I've had a few listeners reach out to me who are like, Hey, I love your podcast and I want to start a podcast too. And, you know, kind of how did you do it type of thing. And I, I, you know, there's definitely the how to's and you can write down the step by step on, you know, what to do and what mics to buy. And I mean, there's just, there's really not a one way to do it. You know, you talk to anyone and they have different mics, they have different uh, recording devices and all of that. But I think it stems, you got to start with your why. And I love that about Beyond the Buoy. And I love that about who you are as a person, because you are a great question asker and the fact that you want to know 
and you're a, a learner of another that you think, okay, I may know the answer to this question, but I'm going to remain neutral and I want to know what they're thinking. And I think there's power to that. And I think that really is what makes a good podcast as I am one who consumes many podcasts. And there are some podcasts who they use their platform to share what they're thinking and why they think the way they think. And they want to convert you to be kind of the same thinker. And that's fine and well. And there's definitely an audience for those podcasts. But I think there's podcasts like yours and mine where we come in as learners and we're like, hey, we want to know what you're thinking. And we see you as the expert. And we want to honor the life and the devotion that you've had to this cause or this product or whatever it may be. And we want to learn from you. And I think that's super cool. And that's what drew me into Beyond the Buoy because you take your niche of ocean loving and you're trying to find, and tell me if I'm right or wrong, you're trying to find brands and products and people who are using their passion for the ocean, but finding purpose in that and saying, hey, there's some issues here. Uh, we want to be the changer of these issues. And we're going to not only use our voice, but we're going to use our time and our resources and our money to build a business or to build a nonprofit to try to make this issue better, to try to solve this issue. Is, am I correct in that? Yeah, you absolutely are. You know, I kind of my favorite show growing up was Dirty Jobs with Mike Rowe. And um that kind of wasn't part of the inspiration for the show and, you know, going around finding people who are doing something that is, you know, maybe looked for it for Mike. It was always people that had a job that was probably looked down upon, you know, a garbage bin, a, a guy that pumps sewage and, and whatnot. But all those people had stories, you know, and it, and it just so happened that those were, you know, those were your neighbors. Those were your, your, your family, your friends. And, they had stories, but at the same time, they were also helping people and they were helping the community. And it might not be, it might be indirect or it might be directly, you know, happening, but it's happening nonetheless. And that you're, you're right. I mean, Beyond the Buoy takes a variety of different guests. We interview people who are, I always like to say, not afraid to get a little salty. So people who are, you know, devoted to the ocean in our blue economy and making that a better place, you know, and whether it is, you know, selling a bucket, uh, like a, a huck bucket, which is one of the recent, more recent episodes, or having an organization that, uh, you know, takes wounded veterans out fishing, you know, well, if you have a bucket that, you know, is high, high quality bucket, that's in, you know, very well made, you are, you know, you're reducing the amount of waste that's going into our landfills, you know, you're, you're voting with your wallet. And then on the same token, that's more of an indirect approach. Whereas Freedom Fighter Outdoors um, is a organization that's taking veterans out that were wounded in, in combat, uh, whether it's PTSD or some physical wounds, and they're taking them fishing and hunting and doing these amazing experiences and helping with their healing process. So it, it's, it's funny how when I pick a guest, it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm looking for one certain avenue or agenda. It's more so having a conversation with that person and really diving deep into their why. And nine times, I'm going to say 10 times out of 10, it's there's a reason behind it, whether it's be personal, you know, to help someone, or maybe they did something along the way to get them there. And, and that has then become an incredible story and just being able to share those stories. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think I, I, I may be speaking for you. You can tell me if I'm right or wrong, but I think that your podcast as well as mine and the reason I don't feel like we're in competition is because we want the same thing is we want to help people understand their own why. And I really believe that by listening to other people's stories and to see that their story is not far from our story and they're not a more special person or they didn't, you know, have better circumstances in their life that, you know, we're, we're all dealt with our story and it's just, what are we going to do with our life? That's going to make a difference. And so I think um, that's why I've enjoyed listening to beyond the buoy and I uh, will continue to enjoy listening to beyond the buoy. And I want to go to the idea of voting with your wallet because you are also in the process of starting 
kind of a marketplace as well as you have reached out to these individuals and these brands and these people and understanding that, my goodness, I always say we either empower or enslave with our dollar. No in between. And for a while, I'm a converted conscious consumer. You know, this is not like, oh, I've always been this way. I've started to understand recently in my own life, and I say recently, probably within the last 10 years, that my money really does make a difference in this world. And, you know, I I get wrapped up in the complaining of like, gosh, why are there so many plastics in our ocean? And why is this happening? And you're always looking to the higher power of like, well, why aren't they doing anything to make these changes? And what's, you know, you're just, you're, it's very easy to create a scapegoat or shift the blame. And all of a sudden, when you're pointing that one finger at someone, you're pointing, what do they say? Uh, the three fingers back at you, right? Or, you know, just there's one finger being pointed at the person of blaming. No, that there's more fingers being pointed back at you going, you are the reason if you are tired of plastic water bottles being in landfills in the ocean, well, are you purchasing the plastic water bottle? Are you contributing to that mess? And and um, if you're tired of, you know, people who are working in factories living in slave-like conditions, well, are you buying that shirt at, let's say, Walmart that's supporting those factories to still be in business? So we really, as the consumer, have the power to make the changes in which we want to see in the world. And so can you tell us a little bit more about your developing marketplace? And as of right now, we are speaking June 2020. And so we are going to tell the listener that you may be listening two years from now and Zach and his marketplace has taken off and it's not just a forecasted marketplace, but this is happening in full force right now. But tell us a little bit about your dream and creating a marketplace as well of selling products that uh, do well in the world. Yeah, well, I sure do hope so. I mean, that's definitely the that's definitely the goal at this point. And, you know, I think you're right. Voting voting with your wallet is something that you say, it's something that I always say. And growing up, I, I found myself really attracted to, you know, the the person behind the product and and buying something in made in the United States or at least made in North America. Not to say that products made elsewhere are any different than here, but I think for the 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 made in the USA concept really follows true with, you know, quality products, people that are, you know, working hard and, and, and supporting supporting your neighbor, right? And your family and your friends and and giving back to the economy in in a way that's cyclical. And that kind of always stuck with me. And for me, I wanted to, you know, make that. So how can we help the blue economy and help the ocean while we're doing that? And right now, I kind of look at myself as a curator, you know, and I'm curating these stories. But at the same time, these stories can be supported by, you know, either donating money to organizations or the purchase of a product or, you know, what have you going out on a, on a charter and, and using their service. And basically beyond the buoy, my hope is for it to become a marketplace, much like Moy Moy Market, where people can come to beyond the buoy and have trust that the products that we're curating and people that we're talking to and sharing their stories are reputable, high quality brands that are dedicated not only to really helping the ocean environment, but helping their community and the people around them. You know, so instead of walking into Walmart or, you know, whatever large just, you know, uh, company, corporate company, you know, I don't want to pick and choose, but, you know, companies like that tend to forget that there's people behind those businesses, you know, whether you like it or not. And you can either choose to support your neighbor or you can choose to support some big corporate entity. And let's just face it, like the corporate entity entity is going to be there no matter what. There, there's always going to be a need for the Walmarts, for the Home Depots. But there's also a need for people to be innovative and support their families and, and be a part of the community. And it's the small mom and pop shops that unfortunately are kind of being left behind. And and the stories that are in those and those mom and pop shops and the products and the organizations and whatever niche they're in are so interesting and strong and, and a lot of the times old, right? These places have been around for years and years and years. And, you know, up until now, there's 
become like a threat because of these large corporate entities. And, you know, I think beyond the buoy is going to help curve that and point people in a direction where you're not only are you learning and helping the environment, but you're also helping your, your, your friends and neighbors. So that's kind of the idea for the marketplace right now is, is having these products on the website for people to go there and not only purchase some of our branded beyond the buoy stuff, whether it's a shirt, a book, a hat, but also, you know, give back to the stories that are being told on, on the site. So, you know, and, and on the podcast, a lot of things in the, in the hopper right now, we're hopefully going to be starting doing some like mini docu-series type deal uh, and, and also, you know, expanding the podcast, having a blog. But, you know, I'm sure you feel the same way on this, Kelsey. It, it's there's so much that you can do, but you wish that you had like one more hour or two more hours in the day because it's almost impossible to do it all. I hear you. There are so many days that they end so quickly. And I'm like, where did the time go? I am not one that's like, oh, the time's forever. It's, it goes by fast. But you know, right. it's exciting every day I get up and I'm like, what's next? What's today hold? Just like getting to talk with you today. I was like, oh, cool. I get to make a new friend. And I just want to just shed light to the listener that it's very easy. And my encouragement to anyone listening and, and you know, you are empowered as a listener to share podcasts like this or beyond the buoy to other people. Like that can also be something that, you know, you can play a role in and helping get the word out of just saying, Hey, we shouldn't be ignorant anymore about the stories behind what we are consuming. But we are, I believe we are created to connect with each other. And we, we can see that after this COVID thing, right? We've, Went mm-hmm. through months without connection. We weren't allowed to connect. And, you know, it forced us online. And I think we're all so sick and tired of Zoom right now. But that was our only connection. But there is something that we need to connect with people. And so even when it comes to, I think of like old time way of doing businesses where there was a marketplace and you knew where you were getting your beans and your apples and your, you know, pottery plates and all of that. And you knew the story of the creator. And I think there's just something powerful that we kind of need to go back to that and understand like, hey, there is a story behind every product. And we're hoping at Moi Moi at some point to even tell the stories that are coming from the factories just to show the flip mm-hmm. side of, hey, you know, if you're, you know, participating in some of these, you know, corporations and I'm not not trying to rant against corporations. Don't, don't get me wrong. There is a time and a place for them, but we do also need to start stepping up into our corporations of saying, Hey, where are you sourcing your products from and how are they treating their people? Because if we are promoting um, that we are all created equally and we are all, you know, need to be um, taken care of and it's our business to help our neighbor um, it's, it's a big deal and we need to uh, be participants in that. So, well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Crazy, Zach. I tell you, talk about time just running out. We are about out of time here on the Talking Story podcast. And we really want to thank you again for sharing your story. And we want to give you the, the last word about where people can, can find you. And if there's any, as you are a person who is, you know, just, I wouldn't say just starting out on this endeavor, but you are stepping into kind of the unknowns, that abyss, as mm-hmm. you were alluding to earlier of going, okay, this is crazy. I have this career as a captain, but my, I feel this draw to something more. Um, relating with a listener who's feeling that same urge, you know, going, I, 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 here's my life now, but I feel like there's something more. Um, how, what would your advice be to them? Oh, that's a good one. Um, huh. I guess, you know, for me, I've always had this entrepreneurial spirit and, and asking those questions and, and being a part of projects and, and things that I've done in the past, whether working for my friend's coffee company or starting an aquaculture company or selling things on Amazon. You know, what I've learned is throughout this process of just trying to figure things out is there's so many resources out there that if whatever you want to do and put your mind to, you can do it. I mean, there's really nothing stopping you other than your own self. And, you know, I've been told that I can't do things or you can't do this this way. And, and, you know, just people putting you down for no reason other than, you know, wanting to make themselves feel good or, you know, just maybe things are really, really hard. And, and, 
like moving to Hawaii. That was extremely hard. But I guess I go back to, you know, get comfortable with being uncomfortable because newsflash, it's always going to be uncomfortable. There's always going to be the ups and downs. And even this doing this podcast, there's moments in, in, in the day, even within minutes and hours where all of a sudden you get this phone call and you're like, oh, sweet, I got a magazine shoot coming up. Awesome. This is incredible. And then all of a sudden something happens and, and you look in your viewership just went down, you know, 5%. You're like, oh man, this sucks. And then all, and then it goes back up and down and up and down. And it's, and it's this constant, you know, crest and trough and crest and trough. And I guess for me is you kind of got to look towards the future and being like, if I just keep being consistent, I just keep showing up and, and being in to endure, you know, the, the pain a little bit more it's going to get better and just being comfortable with getting being uh comfortable with getting uncomfortable i just think makes you a stronger person and that would be my advice to someone is just just keep pushing you know find something that you're interested in try and think of a way that you'll be able to pursue pursue that interest um like if you like traveling you know try and figure out a way to travel for free on other people's dime if you want to learn more about you know, how to get a job or, 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 you know, how to create products, start a podcast and go ask those questions because people want to, people want to give their story. And, you know, if you're just someone that wants to provide a platform for them to tell other people and yourself, then go do it, you know? So I guess that would be my advice to people, you know, just put your mind to something, keep at it, stay consistent and get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm, love it. Zach, where can people find you? Um, people can find us at beyondthebuoypodcast.com. That's our website. We can also find us at, at beyond underscore the underscore buoy on Instagram and then at beyond the buoy on Facebook. And if you want to learn more about me, you can check out my website, Captain Zachariah Rollins.com and then also Captain underscore Zachariah um, underscore Rollins at Instagram. So a bunch of ways you can follow us. If you want to, you know, send us a message, give us a like, give us a follow. That would be super helpful and help and support. And also if you don't already follow, follow the talking story podcast, follow them, subscribe to them because Kelsey is incredible. So Aww. thanks again, Kelsey, for having me on the show. Thank you, Zach. Blessings to you. Aloha. Aloha. Thanks, Kelsey. Well, thank you, Kelsey, and thank you, Zach, uh, for enlightening us and helping us turn our eyes toward the ocean. You know, I think that there is a feeling among many people, thank goodness not all people, but the oceans are so much of our planet that they can take, you know, our refuge and our trash and our, you know, our sewage, and if we dump our motor oil there, it'll all be fine, you know. It's because the oceans are huge. But, you know, this is a small planet, really. And I think you guys have helped us realize the smallness of the ocean and our responsibility to be better well, that stewards. It was interesting. I wanted to feature Zach after our last week's podcast with mom, where we talked about the importance of being a lifelong learner and critical thinker. And so I just wanted to kind of um, sh just show, or I don't know if expose is the right word, but just um, point people to other podcasts, other resources besides the Talking Story podcast. We don't want to lose our listeners, like keep listening to us. But as you uh, want to feed your mind and continue to learn and, and yeah, exactly like you said, sometimes people don't understand like really what the conditions of our oceans are. And even just the little things that we do from day to day choices can make or break the future of our planet. And Zach has really focused in on oceans in particular. Um, but there's a lot of things that we can do that uh, we all are leaving some sort of impact on this planet. And my argument is, is are we leaving a, a good impact or, or a negative impact? And my hope is that as we continue to be those lifelong learners, we just continue to learn and grow how we can leave a more positive better planet for our future generation. Because uh, right now it's not looking so good. Hmm. Well, speaking of podcasts, Kelsey, um, 
how can people, um, maybe they've just tuned into this one because they've been great fans of Zach and Zach pointed them, but if they want to now listen to more of the Talking Story podcast, how can they do that? What would you like to see when it comes to moimoy.com as well? Yeah, so um, first off, thanks for tuning in. If this is your first time listening to the Talking Story podcast, we are so glad you're here and we would just be honored if you would be part of our tribe and kind of part of being part of our tribe is by tuning in every Monday to our podcast where we do share stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. And we've already been through almost a year of podcasting, so you have about a year to catch up on and that we're going to continue in the future to do uh, weekly podcasts. We are going to take a break at the end of each month just to give ourselves a little bit of a rest and sabbatical. And it kind of reminds the listener too to just also in your efforts to achieve and to do great things and to impact the planet, the importance of also taking time for yourself and taking a break and being with family and resting and taking time and being in nature. So anyways, we hope that that little break that we take is just a great reminder for you all. But um, we are found on any podcast platform um, from Spotify to iTunes to you can just go on to thetalkingstorypodcast.com. And we are on our host site and our sponsor site called moimoimarket.com, which is a marketplace for products of purpose, a one-stop shop. So several brands that are really making a difference from um, cleaning up our oceans to empowering women who've been sexually exploited. All these brands and their products are found on moimoimarket.com. And that is really what keeps this podcast afloat. So we would love for you to purchase and support us by buying from moimoimarket.com. Some very cool products there. And again, just tune in every Monday to listen into a new story. And again, we're not about patting people on the back and going, great job. But we really believe that these interviews and these stories will give you the tools that you can continue to do great things and live into your extraordinary life as well. So thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Aloha. Thanks for joining us today on the Talking Story Podcast. We hope you feel encouraged and inspired. Be sure to visit our show notes for more information and find us on social media at the Talking Story Podcast. Your hosts, Bob and Kelsey, want to hear from you. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. Oh, and big mahalo to our sponsor of today's podcast, Moi Moi Market, a one-stop shop to purchase products with purpose. We truly believe you have it in you to change the world too and to make an amazing difference in the lives of others.